Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Don't mind us, we're playing through. Here's Froggy and Wacker. Actually, here's Froggy. It's Froggy from the Elvis Duran Morning Show. Wacker on his way to TPC Boston for leg two of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Congratulations to Bryson DeChambeau on his victory. Uh, once again, you can reach the podcast anytime at Playthrough Golf on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Froggy Radio on Twitter and Instagram as well. And at Brian Wacker One from Golf Digest. Today, we've got a guest. Uh, he's a PGA Tour cat. He's been doing it for a long, long time. But this past week was a week of significance for Mr. Kip Henley. Been catting for over 14 years, he said. I think it's actually been doing on longer than that. And he finally got to be in a group with Tiger Woods on Sunday. He caddies for Austin Cook. So I'd like to welcome Kip Henley to the podcast. Good morning, Kip. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Really appreciate it. Good morning, Froggy. Good to be on with you, man. I follow you on Twitter. A very good follow, by the way. If you don't follow Kip on Twitter, you are missing out. It's uh, at... Kip, K-I-P, Henley, H-E-N-L-E-Y. You should follow Kip. Very good follow. Lots of uh, entertaining uh, fodder back and forth. But, Kip, I watched your Twitter on Saturday, and I saw you post, been waiting 14 years for this day, and it was happening on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. You got to caddy in a group with Tiger Woods. What is such a big deal? After 14 years, and you've caddied for a ton of guys, in a ton of groups, in a ton of situations, What's so different about caddying in a group with the great Tiger Woods? Well, uh, I've been saying it for years and years that he's the best. It, it, you know, it upsets a lot of the old older guys that uh, believe Nicholas was the best. But Tiger, in his run, there's no way anybody played the game at a higher level. I don't. It'll be a long time for someone plays it at that consistently at a level that high for that long. So. Just to, I mean, just the things he's accomplished and everything. You know, I kind of got to watch him grow up. And, uh, you know, I've been around him a hundred times and spoke to him a couple times. You know, we're not buddies around. He doesn't have my phone number or anything. But he's always been cordial to me. And just 14 years of bouncing around him. You know, I've been in the winner's bracket most of those years, too, you know, with Brian Gay. And then now with Cookie. And he's been in the winner's bracket, you know, which is a different pairing that they put all the winners in the same and to not stumble on him somewhere, even on a Saturday or a Sunday, and it's pretty amazing. Haven't really even been that close. And then this Saturday, 
you know, when we got we shot three under, I wasn't watching the board, and and as I was walking away, I looked around at somebody, and I knew Tiger was like two groups in front of us, and I go, what did Tiger shoot? Someone said he shot three under on the day, and I went, uh-oh, that means that him and Cookie are going to be touching in the uh, on in, in the scoring. You know, their their name will be back-to-back. Right. And so, so that means if we played twosomes the next day, I knew that I was going to have a 50-50 shot before I even got back to the hotel and looked. I got back to the hotel and looked, and sure enough, there I was. He was right under him. But then uh, Pat Perez was on the other side. He's another good buddy of mine, and his caddy is so awesome, uh, H. And so I sat there and watched the golf all afternoon like I was sweating the wind. And it kept bobbing in and out, you know, as people finish. And it go, you go up and down, the, the pairings change. You know, you're going to be with one or the others according to how many people are ahead of, you know, odd or even. Right. And uh, f- finally it got down to where there was only like three guys left on the golf course that could change it, and they would have had to make triple on 17, and I knew it was a lock. That's a long answer, but God couldn't wait to be paired with Tiger on Sunday, and what a special day it was. So tell us a little bit. So, you, you know, you walk up on that first tee, and there's Tiger, and I, I we've seen it before. The, the caddies shake the hands of each player, and you shake the other caddy's hand. How does that go through? Is that a nervous moment for you as you're about to tee off? Is, is Austin Cook super nervous, too, because he's playing with a guy who I'm sure he grew up watching as a kid? A couple of stories. Now, I didn't sleep that well Saturday night because I was so, you know, anticipating, you know, I was uh, but uh, actually, once I stood up on the first tee, some, I don't know. I don't. I, you know, I played golf at a high level, and I don't right. have the hard part. Cookie, Cookie's got the hard part. All, all I got to do is stand there and you know smile and you know make sure he's set for everything and do math. But I have the easy job, and I was calm as a cucumber standing there. But Cookie looked at me and he goes, and he's not one to come across with his feelings too much to me. He goes. I haven't been this nervous since I don't know when he said I, I haven't he said to me his exact words, I haven't been this nervous since Sunday of Sea Island, you know, which is the tournament that he had to lead Saturday and Sunday and ended up winning. And I go, And how'd you do on that Sunday, bud? You never missed a shot and I said, Let's go. Come on, you do this. This is why you're out here. And uh Tiger come walking up, stuck his hand out and he said, Looking forward to it, Kipper. And so he he had known he knew my name before I said a word, so he had done his homework. I don't I know you know, he knew me, and he knew Brent, my little brother, Caddies, as well. And he knows us to poke fun at us, but he never knew our names. So he asked around before he walked up there, who's that idiot at Caddies for uh, Austin <laughs> Cook with a hole in his hat? How different is a crowd, and how different is it for you trying to protect your player playing in a group alongside Tiger Woods versus all the other groups that you've played in up till now? Well, everything's ramped up because there's so many eyes on you, you know, and that's the same for the players. They're going to be, you know, they're bad shots. They're going to be more embarrassed about their bad shots, and they're going to be a little bit more irritable when, you, when you're in their groups with Tiger because more people are looking at them. So, you know, your great shots, you feel great about yourself. Your bad shots, you feel really bad because there's so many eyes on you. But uh, the, the crowd control with Tiger, truthfully, it's easier with him than the group in front or behind because people are running up there to get a look at him. And as soon as he puts out, if you're in the group behind, there they go. And so they're running past you. No one's holding still, you know, and, and movement will bother. You know, it doesn't bother Cookie. He's amazing at that stuff. He, he really doesn't let the background movement get him almost ever. He's amazing. And, and But there's a lot of boys out here that should be point guards in the NBA because they could have seen the floor like crazy. They see everything moving. You get there. You're in the round now. Do you feel like you were a little more you were a little more nervous than Cookie was? 
No, I, I swear I wasn't nervous at all. I was nervous going into it, but once I got the first tee, I thought this ain't a big deal. You know, like, it's exciting and and to be here by the greatest. But I wasn't really nervous at all. I caddied it like any other day. Now I had to be a little bit more vocal. You know, a couple times around tees where people were loud and stuff, and right. you know, and, and I and I'm usually you know I say it. I'm I'm a loud guy, as you can tell, and you know I'll tell everybody, hey, uh, please hold still or stand still, please. And then when they don't do it once, I go, hey, you guys stop and then i get then i get really and then i'll point them out and i go you in the blue shirt you idiot hold still <laughs> something like that your job is to make sure that austin cook has the right playing environment just as well as everybody else does that's your job it's not being a dick it's you doing your job i fight for my guy now cookie's you know uh, he's couple i'm gonna fight for my man not my job i'm gonna fight for my man out there and We've had a couple of rulings before, and Cookie's a laid-back cat. You know, he's low confrontational. He don't like, you know, he don't like to make waves. He's just a good, solid human. And we've had, I've had a couple of battles with those rules guys, thinking that you know we were kind of getting the short end of the stick. And right. you know, you get gray, get gray areas in rulings. Period. No matter what anyone says, there's gray, and a guy's decision, you know, can not necessarily be final, but. I've gone to battle with a couple of those rules guys standing my ground. Say this, there's no way that ball's not, you know, like I would say casual or something, you know, something. I can't think of an instance, but and despite I've even and without without even asking Cookie's opinion, told the rules guy, I, we need another rules official over here and make that guy leave with another one coming. Good. In there. <laughs> so yeah, I fight be. for my guy like crazy, and Cookie gets he gets mad at me sometimes. And then I told him the other day, I said, Cookie. Stop getting mad at me for getting mad at people for having your back. I said, I'm fighting like crazy for you out there. And sometimes it works. And if you don't get the next one, next time they come up there, they know they they kind of uh, ditch you over this time, you'll get the rule in the next time. Right. Quit being mad at me. You know, he don't like to see me battle with guys. I'm in there fighting for every penny. I watched on uh, on Sunday watching, and I noticed there were times that you see them walking off the tee box, Austin and Tiger walking next to each other and talking. And, and, and I know there's a bro code on tour. I know I don't expect you to tell us exactly the conversations that were had. But are the guys talking about golf? Are they talking about random events in their lives? Are they talking about their children? I mean, are, are they just having random conversations? Or is the talk strictly golf when they're walking down the fairway together? You you hit the nail on the head. It's everything. And Tiger, he's really forthcoming. And, I mean, he was so cool. We talked a little bit about politics. We talked about everything. His family, he's, he's he loves his kids, man. And, uh. We told a couple stories back and forth and laughed and I giggled. He, uh, I told one story he laughed like crazy. I told him on like the fourth hole. I said, I said, hey, I said, playing here with your ass today is gonna cost me about another 500 yards of walking. What do you mean? He said to me, and I said because when we when you're in the hot dog group and you finish a green, you go straight under the ropes, through the ropes, right to the straight to the tee, but. When with you, you got to lead all the way around and where the marshals tell you in the ropes, and I got to go on way around. And he laughed. He goes, "That's tough." He goes, "What hot dog group? What's a hot dog group?" And I said, a "Hot dog group is two guys are spectating out on the side of the ropes, looking at their uh, 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 pairing sheet, and guy goes, who's up next?'" And then he'll say like. Austin Cook and DA points, and they go, let's go get a hot dog. And that way, so there's no one standing there, so you can just walk right under the rope. And I told it right in front of Cookie, and he goes, he always kills me like that. Tiger. He always kill, beats, beats me down. But I love my guy. I just like to poke fun at him. He's That's a good nature. Awesome. When Tiger hits the ball, I've heard people say, when Tiger hits the ball, it has a different sound. Did you witness that same phenomenon when you were there on Sunday? 
Well, I would call it uh, different than most, but you'll hear that noise from there's a there's a handful of guys you're going to hear the same noise that are just so powerful and they smash down into it and it shakes the ground when they hit their irons. I mean, Tiger's iron play uh, Sunday was incredible. I felt like he had like one or two loose ones, but he had some beautiful hold on cuts to right pins that were just incredible and. I mean, uh, I said the guy's not through winning golf tournaments. You know, he's not the guy he once was, but he's still loaded with game. That was my next question. Does he win another golf tournament before it's all said and done? Multiple golf tournaments. The guy, what is he, 42? 42. Do you guys not remember Jack Nicklaus at 46? Right. And and had a bad back and was fat and out of the game and almost and playing ceremonial golf? Right. The guy is a champion, the same as Nicklaus. He will, there's no way, if he continues to play healthy, there's no way on God's green earth the guy won't win another major. Right. He'll he'll definitely find a way. And I think the Masters is where it'll happen, you know, because that's such a hard golf tournament for anyone to win because they try so hard there, you know. And, right. and the uh, ins and outs of Augusta are so tough. So, uh, Nicholas, they were, listen, they were writing Nicholas off when I was in college. Right. I was reading Golf Digest in college in 81 and 2 and go, Nicholas just doesn't seem to have it anymore. You know, so, and how many times did he win after that? Tiger's 100% going to win tournaments again. And I wouldn't be shocked at all. I mean, I'd be a little shocked, but I wouldn't be shocked a lot if he don't catch Nicholas on the majors. Because as soon as he notches one, boys, it's going to be on because he's going to have his confidence all the way back. He's got the uh, seeds of doubt floating around in his head right now, and those are hard to beat. I mean, the fact of the way he contended at the British Open, he had to lead on Sunday. Yeah, I know he got a little loose there on a couple tee shots with irons. But then once again, the way he played, you can't take away what Brooks did at the PGA Championship. Brooks Kepka went out and won that golf tournament, absolutely. But Tiger Woods, with a little bit of putting and his driver not being so wild on Sunday, and I mean, even even all week, Tiger Woods would have been there to have something to say. And the driver seems to have been an issue, but it really seemed to be shored up this weekend. He played He played pretty well, hit a lot of fairways on Sunday when you were there. He did, and he had a, you know he had a few three woods off some tees, and he had some drivers that were close to being in the fairway. I mean, he had a lot of great drives. Don't get me wrong, but his his misses were really reined in, and it's coming, boys. This is this hang on. He's going to win golf terms. You know, his misses are getting fewer and smaller, and. You know, his windows are getting smaller and smaller. He's going to win golf tournaments. I agree with you. I, I, I can't wait to see him blow the lid off. I, I think it's a glass ceiling, and that once he breaks through, I believe we'll see a lot of victories again. But you said that you guys mentioned politics, and I know that politics is a really touchy subject. I personally had an issue with after Tiger plays 72 holes of golf, he stands there for the media, and sure enough, they go at him about his relationship with President Trump and whether he plays golf with him and whether he's friends with him and if he has a problem with this, that, and the other. And then Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman yesterday calling him stupid and saying that he doesn't know what he's saying and saying that he's not a black guy. I just find the things that they're able to say about Tiger are not necessary, number one. And number two, I thought Tiger handled those questions perfectly. I would just like to get your opinion. And knowing that you guys talk politics on the golf course, I'm sure you know where Tiger wanted to go, but he's too smart to do that. Exactly. He's not going to fall into those traps. Tiger is a highly, super highly intense. For them to say he's dumb, that's some crazy. I mean, that guy's smarter than those two boys put together. Right. I mean, he is a highly intelligent cat, and he's not going to fall in those traps. And, you know, and he didn't really necessarily tell me who he endorsed when we talked politics the other day. And, you know, I wouldn't tell you if he did, but uh, for for those guys to get away with saying what they said, I mean, that was really – but you know, I get I catch a lot of heat, Froggy, for supporting the president. But you know what? I caught a lot of heat 
for supporting Obama because he was our president of the United States. And unless they're doing something that's so gross negligent that it just warrants going to jail, which I really don't think Trump has yet. It's, I mean, who knows? But I'm going to support the president of the right. United States. And I'm, I, caught, I caught heat like crazy from my uh, right-wing brothers that uh, hated me for supporting Obama. So he's the president. I'm an American. I'm going to support him. That's, how I, that's the way I look at things. Amen. That's exactly it. He's the president of the United States. As long as he holds that office, he deserves our respect. That's I, uh, and don't get it anymore, do this. This doesn't work. So real quick, I wanted to get into your history. I know you, I know you played golf on the PGA Tour. You played golf on the Web.com Tour. You've been a caddy for a long time. So tell us a little bit about Kip Henley and how he got where he is today. You know, uh, I tried, uh, I say I tried with uh, both hands for a long time. No one tried harder and got less out of the game. No <laughs> Kipper. You know, I, I turned pro right after winning the state open in, in, uh, in 1982 in Tennessee. And I mean, I was on fire and uh, I failed tour school then and kept trying. And I mean, I, I, I went through so much money and other people's money trying to make it, man. I just didn't. And, uh, you know, I, you know, you can't say I played on tour. I played in a lot of tour events and I played in a lot of a crap ton of nationwide events, but I never had status. You know, I qualified in Monday in a couple of times and made it in through club pro qualifiers the most and like winning section terms. So I got to play in the, uh, Memphis FedEx seven times as a, you know, as a club professional. So I've had my share of a, you know, I never had any success. I made some cuts on the nationwide, but no, I never made the cut in Memphis, which is a, uh, a, a kind of a black spot on my golfing uh, history. But, right. you know, people ask me all the time, say, Kip, how do you get to be a, a caddy on the PGA Tour? And I tell them, fail at everything in your life. That's how it worked for me. I don't know how I'm <laughs> you do it, but. I know you've had a very supportive wife, and that's also extremely important in your career. But at the same time, Kip, if you could explain to the listeners, I think a guy thinks he goes out and watches his club pro play well, and that guy's a, a you know, he's a scratch or a plus one, and they think, oh, he can hang on the PGA Tour. How good are those guys that we watch every single weekend? Well, you know, there's, truth told, you know, there's, like you say, there's a lot of guys, you know, that are good club players that have zero chance, but there's a crap ton of uh, really super good players. Uh, club players that have the game to actually play on the PGA Tour, finding that, you know, when I first started caddying out here, you know, I was with Brian Gay when I was, you know, I started with a local guy, Eric Axe, and then went to Brian Gay, but that was the most frustrating part. You know, I wasn't that far removed from trying to play the game still, even though I had gotten older and started caddying. I was 40, what was I, 45 when I finally just, the dream completely died out, and it was so, so I'm standing on the range at TPC. I've been there like on tour two or three years caddying for Brian maybe one year and it's late I look down on the far end of the range and uh uh who's the guy that Sergio beat in the playoff I uh, Paul uh Paul Gordos. Yeah, he's one of my buddies too that was a huge brain fart <laughs> so I look down the end of the range it's, it's Brian Gate in here hitting balls it's late and Gordis is about 100 yards down the other side of TPC range, whacking balls. And I looked at Brian Gay, and I'm watching Gordis swing down, and he looks like a daggum octopus falling out of a tree. I said, are you telling me I can't beat that guy at golf? Look at that. <laughs> and uh, and so that and about four days later, Gordis wins a million dollars and loses in a playoff. I told BG, I said, I'll never say that comment again anymore. But the, surprisingly, the, uh, people like Gordis just had the guts. 
you know. Like I say, the, the club guys can have the game, but, man, there's something in there that I never had. And I don't know if it's – you know, I won my, uh, way more of my share of golf tournaments, but I just didn't have the right mentality makeup to get out there. I think it's got as much to do with that as any of the other uh, stuff, truly. Yeah, well, I know you've caddied for Brian Gay. I know you've caddied for VJ Singh. Uh, now you caddy for Austin Cook. I'm sure there's been some other guys along the way, but uh, the relationship that you had with VJ Singh ended kind of kind of abruptly. And then I saw another article where you said that there is a lot of there's a lot of cheating that goes on on tour that people don't realize. Yeah, well, I didn't I didn't put point that towards VJ. No, 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 no. That that had zero to do with me leaving him. Uh, there, there. I see cheating. I mean, it's almost. Uh, I guarantee you weekly, you see a guy fudge their coin around their balls and stuff, like going downhill and things like You just see little things here and there and kind of brushing away spike marks that look like they're loose and pounds. You see it all the time, little bitty things. But VJ was 100% as honest as anybody. You know, and I'll tell you another thing about Sunday with Tiger. Tiger rolled the ball, hit the most beautiful iron shot you've ever seen on the back right pin on four the other day, holding it up against the winds, just a laser one-foot cut. I mean, it looked like it was going in the hole. And it trickled, hit next to the hole, and trickled into the – I mean, this ball is sitting on the back of the green, and I'm telling you, if I would have been playing, I would have, I would have fought for to say this ball's touching the green, and the ball was, I swear, I think it was touching the green and tight, but it was kind of, you know, it was, it was, it was iffy. Tiger didn't even bat, he didn't look, he didn't, he didn't ask, he didn't say, hey, what do you think, guys? He just putted it. You know, that's Tiger Woods was honest and forthright and forth. I mean, I've become a bigger fan than I used to be playing with that cat. He was, it was such a treat. But there is a little bit of cheating. But I'll tell you why I quit VJ. VJ's a tough, hard-driving guy, and I'm a, I'm a big sissy. To, uh, uh, I'm a thin-skinned guy, and you know that's a, the worst trait you can have as a BJ Tour caddy. You really need to have alligator skin out there. Most of the guys that's been around have skin like alligator and and vj was nasty to me one or two times and i just couldn't take it and i made good money i was broker and i couldn't pay my light bill when i went to work for vj i made 48 grand in five tournaments and quitting right after tpc just because he was he's just you know he's just kind of nasty to me once or twice and i and i'm telling you two other caddies maybe would have quit that the rest of the tour they'd have just laughed at him and kept going you know because they're making money but he hurt my feelings. And I still love VJ. We talk and chat. When I see him, he smiles and, you know, puts his arm around me. We're buddies. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not throwing VJ on the bus here too bad, but he's, you know, uh, we're buddies. I like the guy. I'm pulling for him still. How about that? How is the caddy relationship with the players? Do most players are, because as an outsider, as somebody who's just a huge golf nut and watches golf and plays golf, I see it as you and the player are kind of buddies or kind of friends. Is that, is, is that how it is? Is that how you'd like it to be? Or is that how it is? Or is it not that way? You know, uh, when uh, me winding up with Austin Cook was uh, kind of a, a fate in a way because I was a head pro. I'll try and make these stories, stories snappier, but they're too too long. But I was a head pro and had an assistant pro 100 years ago in the Fairfield Glade. And he took off and got his own job moving around the country. And we stayed in touch. He was a good player. And he ended up in Jonesboro, Arkansas. And we stayed in touch a little bit, you know, here and there. And he knew I was caddying. And Austin Cook is a, was playing at his club. And Austin uh, casually mentioned to him one day in the shop, you know, I'm thinking about getting a regular guy on the tour because he'd had his wife and his brother and a buddy here and there caddying for him. But he had his status locked up. And so uh, uh, 
this was just shortly after VJ, and he goes, you know, I got a buddy out there that works. It, it, he, he, I think he's bouncing around. He's kind of looking right now. If you're interested, Kip Haley. Austin Cook never heard my name. I never heard his name in my life. And uh, Adam uh, Carney, who told told me about, he said, Kip, there's this kid. He's coming out. He's got his card locked up. And the first thing I asked Adam, I go, is he a nice guy? I wanted this, you know. I want to. I'm trying to find me somebody that is wants me on their team and wants to go battle together and respects me. And I'm and I'm going to jump in front of a train for that cat when I find him. And he goes, "This kid is awesome, Kip. You'll love him." And he gave me his number. I sent him a text. Also said, "Let's go." And I can tell you another story. If you want me to keep talking, yeah, 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 our yeah. first term, our first tournament was the playoffs at, at the. The web finals, Cookie already had his card locked up. You know, he wasn't going to get in a zillion events, but he's going to get in his fair share. But we had the web playoffs, and I had been <laughs> talking about caddy relays. I had been fired two years in a row at Ohio State Golf Course. Uh, Fast Hour had rinsed me there because he cussed at me, and I kind of cussed. He didn't cuss. He got he got mad at me, and I I got mad at him, and he rinsed me after. And then he uh, fired me, and he took his brother, and almost won the next thing. And I'm still the hugest Dirk Fast Hour fan on earth. I love that guy. But we battled, and he, and he rinsed me, and he should have rinsed me that day. And then the next year, I'm with Cameron Percy, and he got upset at me, and I fought back, and he rinsed me after a miscut. <laughs> so my first term with Cookie is Ohio State, where I've been fired two years running. So I go caddy, meet this kid. He's incredible. I'm like, the holy smokes, how is this kid not on the door? He's loaded with game, and he's such a pleasant cat. And we missed the cut, and I saw I'm walking in the car. I'm going, oh, shit, I'm going to get rinsed three years in a row at Ohio State. <laughs> At the Scarlet Course, and Cookie kept me on, and we went the next week. Then we went top ten, top ten, top ten, those last three things, and it's been on like Donkey Kong since then. So that's a long story, but kind of funny. No, that's awesome. You know, you really only hear when the caddy and the and the player have an issue. You don't really hear about the good times. And so it, it's nice to hear that, you know, there are some good relationships out there. And how important, to somebody who doesn't understand, Kip, how important is the caddy because people say, oh, well, back in the day when Tiger Woods was playing so well, oh, well, Steve Williams never hit a shot. Well, Steve Williams had a lot to do with, you know, Tiger's success, just as, as now I'm sure Joe LaCava has a lot to do with the success Tiger's having now. How important is the caddy to how well or or not so well that the player is playing? Very, very important. And to a, to a degree. Now, there's players out there that don't give a crap what you're he, – he, there's, there's, I know one guy bounces around from caddy – caddy and he's a great player and he's won multiple times and he don't want you to say nothing except just talk about football and baseball so this guy you give him numbers and you don't say another dang thing about what the wind's done what you think he's doing if he's nervous you don't say a peep and this guy wins golf tournaments so you don't have to have a great caddy but having said that if you have a great caddy and you and you're working together a hundred percent two brains are better than one if you got a guy who's smart enough to let your bad information go out one air and the good information stay in there and let you blow a club here and there. But you listen, when those guys are, there's times when they've got to control so much of their emotions and their swing, and they've got so much going through their brain. And if you got a caddy on the bag that knows what he's doing, he can see things clearer more often than the play, not more often, but oftentimes he can see things clearer than the player because the player has so much turmoil that he's having to burn through in his brain and stuff. So sometimes I'm not saying Cookie Cookie knows way more about his game than I do, but there's times when I'm a, I know I'm 100% right with. 
cookie. And if I can provide that information and make him feel good about what he's doing, that's what a caddy can do. And, yes, a great caddy can definitely. I mean, Webb Simpson was a, was a winner his whole, his whole life in the game of golf. But if anybody thinks that Baltasori didn't have something to do with Webb Simpson being the U.S. Open champion and a multiple champion and one of the top guys in the world, they're out of their brain. Right. Baltasori is a, he's a genius caddy. He understands the game. He understands the swing. He understands the mental aspects, and he's a social giant. He understands what makes people tick, and he knows when to shut up, and he knows when to rub, and he knows when to fight, and he knows when to get pissed off, and he knows when to jab. He knows, and that's why he kills it on the PJ Tour. The guy's so smart mentally, and he's just the total package. Now, are there times that you and, say, Cookie or you and another player will disagree on a club choice, and at the end of the day, the player is the CEO, he makes a decision in what club to choose, or or do you just give him a yardage and he pulls the club on his own? No, me and Cookie, we discuss, and it's not so much me. Uh, when we discuss shots, you know, some, you know, sometimes people hear me and they'll think I'm a little bit too involved. But what I'm doing most of the time when I'm with Cookie I am helping him build a picture in his brain. I'm not trying to impart my my thoughts on his golf game. I'm just absolutely trying to get him to see his golf shot, believe in what he's chose, and just build a, help him build a picture before he hits the shot, more than anything. Now, there's times sometimes when I feel like I'm right and he feels like he's right, and we battle, and then some, that's – part of being a caddy you got to know when to pull back and go uh-oh this guy ain't coming where i'm stand coming with my beliefs i got to flip this around and act like i'm 100 percent on board with him because if he's if he's in between and then unsure with the one he's you're dead so you have to jump on board knowing sometimes if he pures us he's going to send us over the green if he pures us, he's going to hit just straight in that bunker but you're better off than than uh standing your ground sometimes and it's give and take and you know uh Caddying, caddying is absolute mental warfare, period, more than anything. Giving yardages and reading putts is down the list on things I do important for my guy, I feel like. Right, so there are times that you're not crazy about it in your mind, but at the same time, when you relay information to him, you are all in. When he pulls the trigger, you guys are both in agreement. You make sure to not put doubt in his mind. The worst thing a caddy can do is put the seeds of doubt in the kid because the seeds of doubt are way louder in a brand, in a guy's brain than the seeds of positiveness you know they i think those demons are louder than the positive demons or, or the positive vibes that go through your head so that's all we do try to get the guy believing in what he's doing and you know i don't know who, who knows I, I i feel like i earned my money with cookie and he made some weeks and i screw up all the time that's the one thing i do have good about me you know i'm a, I'm a prideful guy but i realize when i've blown it and i'll say it immediately Cookie, good God, I killed you there. Get this up and down for me. I sent you over this screen. That was such a bad club, you know. I'll say, bail me out. Get this thing up and down for me, things like that. But it's not that I don't make mistakes. But you know what? As caddying, there's so often that you, you guys don't get to hear. It's, I mean, one in a million do you get to hear about our great change of clubs for our players. Right. But you get, to hear, you get to hear about it pretty much every one of the ones that we talk them into the other club, and it's wrong. You know, that that seems to get out there a lot, you know. Players are going to be defensive. They're going to say, ah, my guy talked me into that club and it was just the wrong club. But you they'll very seldom in the interview say, you know, I was between six and seventy. Uh, Kip said it hit seven in there and it went at two feet. I'd hit six iron over. You'll never hear that in the press conference, right. but you'll say. I, heard, I even heard Tiger nail Stevie one time. Stevie taught me to hit driver on four, you know, Augusta. 
or three, let's see, three at Augusta. He said he taught me to hit and drive there. I didn't want to see it happens, you know. And even though they were the best of buddies at the time, but Tiger threw him under the bus once. It's part of the game. Well, good luck this week at TPC. I know uh, Cookie right now is 36th in FedEx Cup points, so he'll play this week. He's already in for the following week, and if he gains six more spots, he'll make it to the Tour Championship in Atlanta. Kip, really appreciate your time. Really appreciate you being such a good talker, and uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Frog, yeah, I appreciate you having me on, man. Go, go team Cookie. You got it, man. We'll talk to you soon, and we'll be pulling for Austin all the way through Atlanta. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Peace. Kip. Have a good one, buddy. Peace. What a good guy, Kip Henley. Such a lot of good insight there. Number one, love the fact that he thinks uh, Tiger Woods is going to win uh, a lot of golf tournaments again. And uh, it's great to hear how the caddy-player relationship works. There is some cheating that goes on on tour. It's always good to hear from somebody who's out there who understands. So another week in the books. This week, TPC Boston. Wacker is on his way uh, to TPC Boston. So we will check in with him and see how things are going. But at the same time, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be here next week after the second leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. And who knows? Hopefully we'll be talking about maybe a Tiger Woods victory or we'll see who else is leading in the FedEx Cup playoff. Thank you so much for listening to the Playing Through Podcast. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.